Greetings and welcome to the Friends Barden Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Sabom. And today we're going to be talking about step six. We're going to be talking about step six. And one thing about my own process that I want to share is that when I got to this step, I realized I had already accomplished all the abilities in this step. And as I've said before in previous podcasts, I spent two years in steps three, four, and five with the soul schooling, just working on the elements and the Akasha principle and getting the elements charged up, projecting them, tuning into the Akasha and anchoring that state into a hand gesture. And so I had already accomplished the abilities when I get the, to this step. But if you haven't, I'm going to go over this step fully now. So we have the spirit schooling and it's meditation on your own spirit, walking with your spirit, feeling the experiencing the senses through your spirit. And basically, the game plan is to get to a point where you're able to feel your spirit, feel your soul, and feel your physical body, and feel them in layers. And Barden talks about fitting like a fine silk glove. The soul slips in there between the physical and the spirit. And so the spirit is the deepest and the spirit is the house of the soul and the physical and they all connect. And I actually was able to experience all of this simply reading the theory of the book for the first time. It resonated with what I already had thought to be true and already experienced some myself, so it all kind of came into being simply reading the theory. And like I've said before, I had previous spiritual experience and uh, a lot of it actually, so when I came to Barden, I wasn't coming, you know, completely void of other experiences. And so... You want to get to a point where the spirit is, is, is all of infinity, you know, all of space, all of time, extends in every direction, and vacancy of mind, if you know, you should always continue daily with the vacancy of mind, because that is a powerful practice. And that will basically extend the spirit in all directions and give a sense of light. And the other thing I recommend doing is praying. If you're comfortable with the word God, use God. If you want to call it Jesus Christ or Shiva or Vishnu or Buddha or universal light, Whatever works for you in terms of the higher power, 
I feel like prayer always gets one in touch with the spirit and from there feeling the soul and the physical. And so it's kind of going with the deepest layer first. And that's the Akasha that we get to in the soul training. But if you're having a hard time feeling the spirit, my recommendation is more vacancy of mind practice and also praying. And that basically tunes into the spirit element feeling the presence of God, feeling the presence of of that higher power and higher consciousness. And that will enable you to feel the spirit. And so you want to be able to feel all of these things. And it may take some time to do that. And you may need to, you know, hopefully you're continuing with the previous exercises in the previous steps and haven't, you know, completely turned the page and shut the door. And all of those will help you as well. And so when we get on to the soul schooling, it is the very key to all magical abilities. And I do want to emphasize this. Barden says that work with the elements and work through the Akasha basically gives one the power for all magical abilities. And a lot of the things that come up, like fluid condensers, magic mirrors, etc., those are just tools. Those are just tools. Everything can be done through the Akasha, and through the elements. So what I did is I got the elements charged and balanced. I tuned in to the Akasha. I would do this daily, all of the time. And yes, like Barden says, it did take me into a trance-like state. I don't really think of it as trance as much as a deeply relaxed, deep power. Um, of self, basically, is kind of more how it feels to me. And going into that mode is extremely powerful. And the more you can go into that mode, the better. And getting the Akasha to control all the elements, because everything comes from the Akasha. And so mastering all of that may take some time, but it's, it's all, I would almost venture to say, I, I hate to talk in absolutes, but I would almost venture to say that uh, step six, soul schooling, is the most important part of initiation into hermetics, because this is where all magical abilities can come from. And as we get on to the physical schooling and creating elementals, or we look ahead to the next book in evocation, I just want to remind you that everything that can be done through employing other spirits to do the work for you can be done through your own power, through the Akasha, and through the elements. And so you really don't need that to 
do more magical work. I mean, in my in my estimation, you can have all the magical abilities. Of course, maybe you want to progress more. I understand that. Um, but, you know, at least for now, at this point in development, um, this soul schooling is completely key. And I don't want to really beat a dead horse, but prayer is extremely effective. Just like in step five, where you filled up your room with all of the elements so that you could project into your entire room and feel the warmth or feel the lightness of air or feel the coldness, fluidity of water, whatever it actually was that you were able to hopefully project into your room where you were able to actually feel it. And, you know, I even went steps ahead and projected the fire element so much I got a thermometer and I wasn't satisfied until I was able to make the thermometer go up. So I really wanted to be thorough, and that's why I took two years working on the elements in the Akasha. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like a two years like, oh my good goodness, I'm stuck. I want to move on. You know, I was enjoying it completely and getting such good results from it that I saw no reason to do anything else for a while. And so that was my own process with that. And um, heck, maybe you're moving through them faster and more power to you. But, um, you know, there's certainly no reason to rush this. Um, you know, many Barden teachers recommend taking plenty of time with all of these exercises. And so as we get on to the physical schooling. Um, first, we create elementals. Then we talk about things that we attract when we're in kind of negative states, a lot of fear, um, or, you know, anxiety, whatever it is that attracts these other things. But as far as creating elementals, I did it. I did it several times. The first time didn't really seem to work. It seemed like there was some backfiring um, happening, like it kind of turned back on me. And I kind of got stuck uh, attracting some larvae and schema. So I would be real careful with this creation of elementals. Um, it's not something to take lightly. I was able to do it multiple times in the future, and I believe it worked. It, it worked, though. It, it really worked. It really helped. But again, I had already, um, you know, done so much work on the elements in the Akasha that was probably guiding it as well and giving me a sense of power so it didn't overtake me. Um, the first time I created it and it backfired, I think I was a little, a little bit rushing through the creation process that Barden describes fully in the book. There's really no reason 
to add any of my own stuff. Um, getting the element in a shape, giving it a name, uh, uh, elemental, excuse me, giving, giving it a shape and a name and uh, doing the ritual and assigning a task. And of course, like, still, again, Barden is ethical, so we want this to be under the will of divine providence. And so, you know, it's better not to focus too much on selfish tasks, like telling the elemental to arrange the universe so we win the lottery, you know. Um, it's, it's better to come under the will of divine providence. I had one client ask me, like, if everything is one, why couldn't you um, do it? to win the lottery. And I mean, the answer is that divine providence isn't going to let anything happen that's not meant to happen, basically. And maybe winning the lottery would be a disaster for you. And divine providence doesn't let it happen. I mean, most lottery winners end up you know, in really bad shape and losing all the money within five years or something. So, but anyways, so that's, that's my example of a selfish task you could use, which, uh, I would not recommend I, you know, I'd recommend magical success, you know, um, that's what I've done. You can definitely do better health, you know, if you have some health issues you want to straighten out, that's a good one too. And hopefully whatever task you assign the elemental with is consistent with what you've been doing in auto-suggestion and in impregnation of water, etc. Um, it's not good to, uh, what does Barden say? He quotes an old maxim, those who uh, attempt to catch two hairs at once, catch none, you know, just keep it at one at a time. Um, so uh, that's good advice. Now, as far as phantoms, uh, larvae, and schema, reading about that was very helpful to me as it helped me understand what had happened to me in certain periods of my life where, you know, I felt like I might be being magically attacked or someone was putting out bad wishes for me and feeling all of that. Barden says in this part of the book that um, black magicians attacking you is extremely rare. Most of the time you're getting, you know, if you feel like you're under magical attack, you're, you're just attracting the larvae or the schemata, and those are tearing you down. And so I have been through this. I have attracted it. It took me a while to realize what was going on, and then I needed to clear it out. And how did I clear it out? going through the elements in the Akasha, commanding it to leave, praying it out of my system, asking for the help of divine providence. And that's what cleared it. And making some changes too. I mean, sometimes it's like, 
your lifestyle and maybe habits too can attract some of it. So, you know, that's a part of it as well. Just the kind of self-improvement stuff of, you know, having good habits and um, having a lifestyle that works for you. That's definitely very important. Um, so yeah, yeah. And with phantoms, I have an episode as you hopefully have listened to on phantoms and ghosts in my own experience. But, you know, Barden says phantoms are just the after image. They're not the actual deceased. The deceased is in the beyond. And sometimes people call the phantoms. Sometimes they attach themselves to people. Sometimes they attach themselves to a particular place. I, my own experience, and it was only one time, I'm not going to, you know, sit here and say I've, you know, lived with ghosts all my life. It was only one time. And, uh, you know, I commanded it to leave in the name of Jesus Christ and, you know, game over. You know, like, I mean, it was that easy. Um, You know, I just had to do it. You know, I had to do a little ritual, light some candles, light some incense, get the prayers going, and then command it to leave. And, um, you know, game over. You know, it it left. Uh, But that was a particular place that the phantoms were attaching themselves to because other people in that building were also experiencing the same thing. So that was a particular place. And they're fed by fear, you know, and they're fed by attention to them, really. You know, you start paying so much attention to them and give them so much power and think they're actually the deceased, then, you know, you feed the phantoms, but they're just an afterimage. They're not the deceased. And, you know, that's a, that's a comfort, you know, like ghosts are not the actual person, you know, they're not like stuck here. Like I've heard a lot of new age people say like they're stuck here and haven't gone beyond like, no, they've gone beyond. This is just the after image we're dealing with. So Barden kind of clears up a whole lot of new age ideas in initiation into hermetics. Uh, because he's a master, he's an ascended master, you know, he's an adept, you know, so um, that's fantastic. We have this gifts, gift of Barden, you know, as you probably know. And so, you know, there, there's m- so much I could say about this step. I mean, I could go on and on and on. I wanted to run through it briefly. If you want to talk through the steps more and help get some guidance, um, you can always contact me at thegraveyardcowboy at gmail.com. I have a digital class out. It's in the link below. That's on emotional release based on the Sedona method. And during my two years, it's very inexpensive, by the way. And based on my two years working with the elements in the Akasha, I also worked with the Sedona Method and graduated from their program. And so I base, and that basically really helped because it's about emotional release. 
And that really helps working with the elements because, you know, the soul schooling is very much about the emotions and the different aspects of being. And this class will help you. So I encourage you to click on the link and buy it. Um, it's, it's good content. Uh, it's not extremely long. You can listen to, um, you can listen to each section as much as you want. I encourage listening to multiple sections of this class, but anyways, enough plugging of myself. Um, I'm glad to come on here and talk to Barton, to all of y'all as always, and many blessings to you wherever you are.